0: G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection Podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. On today's episode, I've got my good friend, Izzy Sesto. How are you going?
1: Hey Zach. I'm great. How are you?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Uh, understand it's you're
1: been out- so long. <laughs>
0: it has. It has. I understand you're out on the boat at the moment. How's your day been?
1: It's, no, it's been great. We're just trying to collect some bait. Um, it's uh, supper season's in full swing here, so... Some days we've got to just dedicate it for bait collecting, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. we're doing today.
0: I've seen that you just posted a few squid up on your story then. Are you, any, yeah. any of them making it to the plate, or is that all 100% bait?
1: Um, it's a season. No, nothing, <laughs> no squid goes in onto the plate. Um so, we're just living off lighting and stuff at the moment, but all, every squid is bait at the moment,
0: unfortunately. I know oh. people don't want to hear that, but it is. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so, we'll jump straight into it. Where are you from, Izzy?
1: I'm from Melbourne, Victoria. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've kind of like traveled everywhere because I used to work with horses, so I used to live up at Mansfield. Um and like Seymour and all those places, but yeah, I'm back down here, closer to the water, so it suits me.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. What do you do for work these days?
1: I'm a conveyancer. A bunch of people think I don't work. I do. (laughs) I run one of dad's um, conveyance and firms, um, but I'm just very lucky because I can do a lot of it bring the laptop on the water or whatever you take calls so it's very handy for me to be honest
0: that's that sounds like the dream yeah it, living, it Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like you're working half the time that's I sure.
1: know everyone's like yeah I have a job like well I actually do but I'm just lucky I use my time very wisely
0: <laughs> yeah whether it's you're your posting photos up with some big snapper or half eaten yeah. shark tuna
1: I know oh my god it never ends <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so fun I mean, How did you get into hunting and fishing? You spend more days fishing these days than hunting, but back when I, I used to hang out with you, you were way more into hunting.
1: Yeah, well, I think it was, um, so obviously I grew up in Melbourne in the city, like in Hawthorne and I went to like a private girls' school. So you would never picked up from me that I turned out this way. <laughs> um, and, I went like straight after school. I went to an agricultural college, um, in Geelong and that's where I just like mixed with all like the farms and all that kind of stuff. And they were into hunting and shooting and fishing. And, um, my job straight after college was in Mansfield. So obviously Mansfield one of the most beautiful areas, um, especially for hunting. So as I did not know anyone up there, I went to the pub and made friends and it looked like everyone was just into hunting there. So, um, kind of like I made a lot of friends that were into it, but I taught a lot of it myself because once I'm like, when I'm into something, I just give it a hundred percent. So you'll just see me doing it every bloody day, every gotcha. morning, every afternoon. Yeah. Like I just don't stop. Um, met some really amazing friends that taught me so much. Um, and then <laughs> I got to blame you for my fishing <laughs> because I remember coming up there, I think for a hunt. And then I was like, I really want to start fishing and you and I had the funniest time. Like, I think I was hooking myself. I could not even catch a fish back then. I'm like, Zach, I don't care what it is. It was a redfin, whatever. Just, I need to catch a fish. And I remember hooking myself in the head or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're half the blame, I'm going to say. I'll,
0: t- I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember um, hitting my trusty redfin streams and, yeah, coming yeah. up Yeah, and I remember
1: again. you just. Tracing your head, like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that was a good time. But um, I think it's just more, when you live in Melbourne, obviously um, hunting is just like so far away. Um, and then we're just so lucky to live so close to the water. So it's just more accessible. Um, like after work, you can just like, you know, drive 15 minutes and you're on the water. So I think that's where like I kind of changed into fishing. Um, and I just, like, love being on the water. I'm just, like, I'm not really a land person anymore.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I think that that's where it all started.
0: Awesome. What, what was the fish that got you hooked on fishing, no pun intended?
1: <laughs> um, oh, honestly, like, I love fishing. Like, I started off with trout, but I wasn't really, like, I was like, oh, this is a nice, like, thing to do, like, between hunts. But I dare say definitely snapper. I would say. Catching my first snapper, I was just like, okay, yeah, this saltwater stuff, I'm not looking back. (laughs) This is me now. (laughs) But I'd definitely say snapper and shark, any species of shark. You definitely definitely
0: smashed the gummy sharks, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. uh, My favourite's Makos. They're probably my favourite. A lot of big school sharks are coming into our um, base now to breed, so they're absolutely everywhere now. When you're going for snapper in Western Port, you're like probably – 50% of the time you're getting bitten off by big schoolies. Um, But, yeah, I just love it down here. Our water is just unreal. The fish is so good.
0: It definitely looks good. And seeing all the snapper that you get onto being from South Australia definitely makes me upset. Oh, no, that uh, would would
1: hurt. That would hurt. I know, it's just so bad. I hope that's not coming our way. But it is, yeah, I feel so bad for you guys because I know, like, South Australia was like, God, the place to go for snapper. You guys get the biggest snapper of all. Um, hopefully that all passes. That breaks my heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully one one time soon. I know the southeast yeah. where you, you hit up down there. Where way, I go, yeah. Bit, you can still catch a couple. Yeah. but uh, yeah, I down... think
1: it's like two, two, two per boat or something. It's still a very small limit, but at least they can catch them, I guess. But I hope it opens it up for the rest of South Australia because that's horrible.
0: That's it, that's it. Uh I only go out in the kayak anyway. I don't I don't go out in a boat, so I'm not hitting up snapper water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fair enough. Especially there, it's like everywhere in South Oz.
0: Oh, there is. There is there's, there's been some stories getting around lately.
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: Some lady was attacked uh oh, one of the popular jetties bitten on the face by a shark. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I saw that. Like, this month has been about four in South Australia with, and juvenile great whites. It's
0: crazy. Uh, absolutely mental. So, yeah. Normally I'll run through gear on this part, but I, I thought I'd, I'd skip that, the more technical stuff. I know you get, <laughs> yeah, get a little bit frustrated <laughs> with that. Um, what would be your top beginner tip for someone getting into hunting and fishing?
1: Um, I dare say as much like spending as much time as you can is obviously the best way to learn. Um, making good friends, trustworthy friends, of course, and people are willing to like teach you. Um, but honestly, like this is like probably the main question I get asked. It's like, how are you like, how do you know where to go and how do you like succeed a lot? And it's just more the fact I am on the water so often. So the more time you obviously spend doing that activity, hunting or fishing, Whatever it is, the more you're gonna learn.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, and as as a woman getting into hunting and fishing, what barriers have you kind of met and overcome getting into it?
1: Um, I think the main one is just people. Like it takes a long time for people to respect and um respect you and like kind of classify you as a serious angler and hunter, I guess. It's just like I feel like you've um like, it took years for people to gain that respect, oh, shit, she actually knows what she's doing, yeah. um, instead of just like, oh, she only catches fish because she fishes with this person or this person or hunts with this person or this person. But I think when um, they start seeing you just, like, constantly succeeding, even if, when you're alone or, like, whatever, um, it's just more just gaining that respect
0: if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does. And what would, what advice would you give to a young woman getting into hunting and fishing?
1: Um, just, you can't like dwell on the negative comments. Um, I think you, this, remember you and I back yep. then were like fully targeted by the greenies. <laughs> now, honestly, I'm not going like, to sit here and lie. That turns me off hunting because I had like quite like, um, a big following back then when it came to hunting and, I had, like, a public page, whatever it was, and it just got absolutely swarmed by, like, greenies from overseas. But they started, like, sending me death, like, family death um, messages and, like, threatening to kill my family. And they they got my dad's work number and was calling the work office. And uh, that, like, just freaked. Like, I had to, like, just deal with it, obviously. There's nothing you can do. But it was just more the fact that it was so intense and just the – those people just I just couldn't be bothered with it anymore it just started like when you post a photo you'd have like 10 percent hunters commenting on it and then the rest would just greenies is like threatening to kill you so yeah. I was just like I had to delete my account just to get away from it all and um honestly though I think ca- like coming to the fishing industry that gave me such thick skin because I went through all of that and um now i just laugh at it like it's it's horrible everyone's gonna cop it um unfortunately that's just today's society but um you just gotta like ignore those negative comments and just push forward and at the end of the day what you what you're doing is making you happy that's all that matters and um Yeah, just ignore all the haters, I guess.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that was a a funny time. I think it
1: happened to you too. It was the same account.
0: I I blame you for getting on their radar.
1: Oh Uh, no (laughs) worries, no. (laughs) It was like forty thousand people signed a petition for us to stop fox shooting in England or something like. I'm from Australia. They're a pest. Like. Do your research. Like, this horrible um, man and woman just kills these innocent foxes. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my goodness. From
0: memory, and, the page was um, empty cages worldwide. That's it.
1: That's <laughs> And I think you you were, like, um, bow hunting, I think, feral cats or something. Yeah. I think that's what you were on it for. And I was on it for the foxes. And I was just like, what? And then a lot of other... Um, uh, Aussie hunters got on it too, and then it was just yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was absolutely wild.
0: From memory, the three main hunters on uh, that got targeted on there were were you, Jason Spencer from Hunt Catch Cook for shooting a yeah. donkey, and yeah. me for shooting the cats. I think it yeah, started it. it started off with me shooting foxes after you got that's attacked, yeah. and then after yeah. I went and shot a bunch of feral cats, then that's when that was it all took off.
1: That was absolutely it. I remember that it was wild. Oh, that was absolutely wild.
0: The the wild the wild times of the Australian hunting industry. Oh yeah,
1: hate,
0: hate for oh, shooting. Oh god, <laughs> it was absolutely.
1: Oh, it was, at the end of the day, all you could do was laugh. He was like these guys are absolute idiots.
0: Oh, I just remember the group chat that we had going at the time, sending yeah. all these, the screenshots of all the hate that we were getting and just absolutely laughing and just posting them up on, on fa- yeah. Facebook for an absolute laugh. And then also... And that
1: just brings me back to, like, you just need good mates in that industry because, like, if you were, like, alone copying all of that, you probably could, be being young, could freak out a bit. But I had such a good circle. I mean, it was you, Kimmy and Jono, um, and we were just, like... Kissing ourselves we're just like look at
0: these idiots having oh, us a laugh. it was it was a very very funny time and then it, it blew up pretty quick and then all the yeah. uh the love from the uh indian the indian guys
1: <laughs> Farid, i had this beautiful stalker shout out to Farid. he uh <laughs> remember that guy who's like Ivy sesto um i love you i come to australia to um to meet you and stuff, Just, and was sending me like passport photos every, and every, photos of his mum.
0: Every every, fo- every photo, like photo you posted, he would every,
1: comment. That us. The, and like, do you remember the um, the pig, like the slaughtered the pig guy as well? There was a guy that was commenting all the um all my photos, like I want to be your wedding pig. No. Did you ever see that guy? Oh, he, he's still around. But he commented for like the last seven years and my photos was like, and I would block him and then a new one, same guy, tears. He would just, oh God, you get some creeps, but you got to just have a laugh and delete them, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh,
1: Oh God.
0: So what would be your top five items for someone getting into hunting and then also top five items for someone getting into fishing?
1: Um, for hunting, obviously, a um, reliable gun, a good gun. I w- stuffed up my first gun. I got a 306 I think, and I was just like, I hadn't sh- shot anything. And I just, um, back then, shooting my first gun and being that powered, I actually, like, started to flinch because I wasn't, like, ready for that recourse. Yeah. And, uh, like, so... Just getting the right gun for you. I ended up getting a 308, and I don't know. I just, for some weird reason, like that's so much better. But a good gun that is good for yourself. Um, Gators. Is that what you call them? Gators, the yep. snake-proof ones. Yep. I'm going to say number one. <laughs> um, <laughs> a tracker. Um, a good backpack that you can put everything in. And I always have like a snack and a water bottle no matter what or a bladder, whatever. You yep. just never know. Um, fishing, um, obviously, a and reel. Your favourite, jig, ruler, or rig. Um, well, I can't say a boat because not everyone can buy a boat. But a um, kayak boat, um, I'm not sure. That's hard. Um, yeah, not sure. That's a tricky one.
0: And over the fishing license is a is a good one. That's uh... Yeah,
1: obviously. You definitely <laughs> need a fishing license. Good bait. Um, I never go I know this sounds so silly, but whenever I'm on my boat, I never go absolutely anywhere without a wire trace because I'm obsessed with sharks and you just never know when a shark's gonna come. So always have a wire trace. Beautiful. And um like a D hooker or something and
0: yeah. So are you going out alone? most of the time on the boat by yourself or you always got someone out there helping you?
1: It's like, like it depends what I'm going for and who's available. I'll always, no matter what, have people wanting to come. So, <laughs> but sometimes it's nice to um, be alone, but um, like definitely water. I like to just like take my dog because yep. that's my favorite and just have some alone time. But like, you kind of don't ever get a day where no one's asking you to come with you. So I'm quite often with friends or my partner or um, Reedy, who's someone I fish with, I dare say, the most. Because he's probably more crazy than me when it comes to snapper. Um, <laughs> is, he but the, we're always the,
0: is he the fella that um, does all the rigs up?
1: Yeah, yep. so Reedy's rig. Snapper season, if you're um, into snapper, bottom bashing, whatever, Reedy's rigs. Just giving him a cheeky plug because he is the greatest human. Love him. Um, and he's so sweet. But me and him, I've just... Stupidly crazy about Snapper, so we kind of just, like, are you free? Like, yep. Yeah. Um, are you free today? It's probably like 40 knots southwesterly, and um, we'll go. Like, we're just silly. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. But, so, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Are you more of a bait bait fisher, or are you lure or whatever?
1: Uh, look, I, it just depends what for, but let's, I'd definitely say way more bait. But um, I love, I absolutely love flicking lures. It just depends. If it's windy, you'll find me flicking lures for i on board for estuary perch or trout, brim, whatever, really. But um, I'd say mainly baits because I'm just targeting like big snapper or sharks or anything like that. So yeah, bait's definitely key for me, I would say.
0: <laughs> what about jigging? Do you do much jigging for snapper?
1: Uh, nah, I'm not really good. Do- I don't do much, like, lure fishing for snapper. I do, like, when they're going really hard, I'll use, like, soft plastic. Um, But, like, jigging, nice jigs for kingfish, I'll definitely jig for kingies um, but, or, like, poppers. But, um, yeah, with snapper, it's usually just your dirty bait.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um- Give us a rundown on what happened on that uh, that, that shark fishing trip, <laughs> that tuna fishing trip. With the, with oh, my God, I that, can't get
1: away from that, that bloody story, can I? No. No, that, was- that was wild. Um, I went up to Cape Jaffa in South Australia, and um, we, I just wanted to get a barrel. So, the local barrels down here were going really hard, but there's 300 bloody people going for them, so... Um, I was just like, called my friend who's a long liner down there and he's like been seeing kilometers and kilometers of tuna while he's been out working. And he's just like, you just need to get up here. Like now and I'm like far out. So anyway, I just went and, um, he wanted to push out to like the 20 meter mark, like 20 Ks out sorry. And, um, I reckon not even halfway there, there was a heap of turns on the water and diving and like pecking off the water. And I'm just like, wait a minute, slow down. And he's like, no, no, let's like keep track of them. I'm like, no, nah, this looks like way too good a life. So we stopped. Honestly, I reckon we put our spread out, trolled for five minutes, and one rod just instantly buckled. And it was just singing off. And I'm like, in Melbourne, I don't think you understand. I have done hundreds of trips. And I just have the worst luck. So for this to happen so quickly, I just kind of was more in shock. I, um, I was just like, what the hell? So yeah, um... I um, I think it was, like, maybe, like, an hour and a bit in, an hour and a half in, and finally, it was just, like, fighting really low, and um, I got him up, and I, to be honest, like, halfway through the fight, he's come up in a swell really high, and I saw it. So I knew the whole time it was a blue fin, but for some weird reason at that moment, when he was he gave up and was ready to, like, bring in, he was up the surface in this big, like, shadows come over him and it, obviously it was that great white and I'm like um my partner's like you're on a effing shark and I'm like <laughs> and on, obviously in just like shock I thought I was and they're like oh no no you're still on you're still on so I'm like whiting as hard as I can to get to the boat before he fully takes it and as we've gotten the gaff in just grab the tail ripped it off and then obviously because tuna bleeds so much that just like put him in a frenzy and he was just swimming around the boat grabbing the motors like we were like just in shock it was pretty bloody cool to see to be honest and um yeah it was absolutely wild but I reckon like because the blood was just pumping through the water he was just trying to look for food obviously and we let him be and tried to find some more tuna but um yeah it was awesome pretty cool experience.
0: It, it looked pretty cool. And man, I was laughing at some of those comments in, oh in some, some, of the, some of the videos. I got in
1: trouble for calling it a jerk. Like people <laughs> were commenting like, how dare she call it a jerk? I'm like, mate, if you felt the way I felt, it's my <laughs> first shooter I've been targeting these bloody things for how many years and it gets packed. Because like, I was just more worried like if it ate enough for it to be under 100 kilos in my mind, I'd be like, I still haven't caught a barrel, so I would go crazy. <laughs> So I was just like, you fucking jerk. And then people were like hating on me for saying that, but who cares? It was a jerk.
0: <laughs> oh, the, some of the comments were hilarious. Like maybe oh, if no. they went <laughs> out there catching all the fish, The sh- look at the shark. <laughs> look at the shark. It's so starving. It it looks,
1: yeah, it looks unwell. <laughs> it looks like the best. Like conditioned
0: stuff. What are you on about? Oh, uh, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, man, Izzy can attract these people so well. Oh, no matter I, if she's hunting or it. fishing.
1: No matter what it is, I just must attract absolute bloody freak.
0: And then scrolling through TikTok and then next minute I'm hearing oh, your man. voice or
1: or
0: everywhere.
1: All it. it was everywhere. I'm just like, I can't get away. <laughs> oh, I'm all like, Props to like the news, they didn't turn it into something negative, which I was more expecting. Um, they did lie at the start. They said we're in Port Phillip Bay. We're in South Australia. So <laughs> I messaged that. I think it was like seven or something. And I'm like, if you're going to like lie to grab attention, like I'm not about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably the only negative thing, just people spinning it. But otherwise, <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> what
0: did the uh, tuna end up weighing?
1: I think it was 102 from memory. Um, without the tail. Without the so tail, that, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. So <laughs> I'm happy. I still got a
0: barrel. <laughs> Lucky you didn't take a bigger, bigger one. I
1: know, and it would have been under 100. I would Just have been like, oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> nine nine point eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd been heartbroken, absolutely shattered. <laughs> oh
0: my god, uh, that's that's <laughs> great. It was funny.
1: It was <laughs> <pretty
0: cool. laughs> okay, so a bit of a silly question now. Zombie apocalypse yep. weapon. What are you going?
1: Yeah. Does that have to be a gun?
0: No, no, it could be whatever you want.
1: We're gonna like gas people with a sharp gas. be <laughs> <laughs> different and say that nah, or that's... a flying gas. I don't know. Let's do something stupid like a gaff.
0: Yep, that's a uh, that's an interesting <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Someone would. Everyone would say some bloody high powered rifle or something, but they I'll do. say gas. They do <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll give you something different.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Um. What have you forgotten on a hunting or fishing trip?
1: Uh, this is so oh, I feel guilty for saying this, but I forgot my dog at camp. <laughs> it was no, I swear to God. So oh it was a disaster. So we were hunting up at um Tattum or something and I've tucked up camp and I was driving down like to the complete opposite side. Honestly about twenty K's down to start where we hunt. And I pulled up. And I just see this because she had, like, it was winter, so she had, like, those, like, um, high-vis, like, jumper on. And I just see – I look behind my car and I see this in the mirror, this bloody fluoro thing running towards me. And I'm like, get <laughs> – this is my dog. She, just, she followed my car 20 kilometres. Her pads were all stripped and bleeding and she's collapsed into a puddle. And I just felt like the worst mother – in the world that never happened again do not <laughs> report me to the rcca but i forgot my dog so there we go there's one for the
0: oh, that's hilarious that's hilarious. It's almost as bad as if you forgot a kid out
1: <laughs> yeah exactly for me it's practically leaving my child yeah exactly <laughs> unbelievable uh.
0: What about what would be the most important item you take out with you, whether it's hunt like whether out hunting or fishing?
1: Um, just like obviously your tracker. Like when I'm hunting, honestly, I'm gonna say um, just having like a good like a avionics with a on your like a sound in avionics or even at the app on your phone. I think that is very vital, especially where at Western Port. There's this like so many sandbanks and all that kind of stuff. So just having that, and knowing where you are. Because as stupid as it is, you can, like, lose your sense of direction with hunting and fishing, like, both. Um, I've done it before with both, to be honest, especially at night time. So, just having, like, a good mapping, like, map or, like, you get tracker or maybe on it, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, beautiful. What about sketchy, dangerous thing that's happened to you when you've been either out hunting or fishing?
1: I would dare say the worst one was I went for a solo hunt and I was walking around some dam in long grass and I stood on a tiger snake and I was wearing thick gumboots um, and it struck me just below the tip of my gumboots and obviously because they're so thick, I was wearing like some real thick spike of bogs or whatever you call them and it did not penetrate, thank goodness, but that would, that would probably be out there with my scariest.
0: Nuts! It's, I I haven't run into too many snakes when I've been out. Oh, of. I don't know if God. it's fortunate <laughs> or just dumb luck. Li-
1: you know, yeah, I I'd say it's luck, but I like I love snakes. Like I'm not one that like likes killing or anything, but I just think like when you're alone, you then like you realize like I would not stuff. I was like so like I was very far away from anything, and I was completely by myself, no service or anything, and I was just so now I were like. No matter where I go, like Gators is like, in, especially in the warmer months, just chuck them on. It could save your life.
0: Yeah, exactly. You definitely know John yeah. o Roberts, so yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> you God, <know>. I wish. <laughs> 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 oh, man, he's crazy, but I love his work. Love uh,
0: his work. He'll be on the podcast soon, hopefully. So, ah, that'll be good enough. say
1: he's, hi. He's the best.
0: He's got yeah, some great stories. I love stories. Jonas.
1: <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. he's oh, he's crazy. He's bloody crazy. An,
0: another one that loves the media attention.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. He's so funny, though. You'll have a ball with him.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> what about the funniest thing that's happened to you while you've been out?
1: Ah. Uh, Oh, this year, that was pretty funny. I had everyone else in laughter beside myself. Um, We went for Mulloway in the Yarra, which is, is, do you know what the Yarra is? Like the Yarra River in the city. Disgusting. Absolutely bloody disgusting. And um, I went to cast a rod, but I wanted to like move more to the left side. And there was grass over this bit. The grass wasn't on anything. It was just over a giant hole, like two meters deep. And I've just. That I've casted and stepped into this hole and went fully underwater in the middle of winter. Like <laughs> and Everyone just cried of laughter. And just knowing because it was a Yarra, I was just like dry reaching, just instantly <laughs> felt sick. Like, everyone else loved it, but I didn't. But I dare say that was pretty hilarious for everyone to see.
0: Oh, it's a bugger the cameras weren't rolling then. Oh, I know.
1: And stupid me, In as I said, in the middle of winter, because I'm so bloody stupid and dedicated, I just sat for like 10 hours in just wet, stinky, disgusting clothes. <laughs> I was just stupid. It was so dumb. But, yeah, that was pretty hilarious.
0: Did you at least get a mull away?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Probably will never get one. But, yeah, good for the lols.
0: You do a few trips down the southeast. You need to go hit up the Salt Creek and go you know beach fishing.
1: Why I haven't ever targeted them there. I know. Like, I'm quite literally in Mulloway town, and I'm just going to ever target them because I'm too obsessed with everything else there. So, yeah, I definitely will, 100%.
0: Definitely. it's I've got lots of fond memories growing up, fishing with my grandparents down there and chasing so Mulloway cool. and salmon over there. It's a, oh, it's so a beautiful, cool. beautiful part of the area, that's oh, for sure.
1: If I could move there, I would... Trust me, it's my favourite place
0: in the world. Oh, it's the amount of game there and then you've got all the deer and then the fishing and crayfish and everything. It's amazing. It's
1: a dream, definitely.
0: What about top five dream animals if you could go hunt, money not being an issue, and then top five dream fish?
1: Can I just say top five, like hunting and fishing ones, because I only have two. Animals I would love, which is obviously a moose and an elk. They're probably the only two I'd ever go fly somewhere for. And an alligator guy in America, a thresher shark locally here. That would be off its head. And probably like a hammerhead off the beach, like a big hammerhead.
0: Yeah, beautiful. That would be cool. So Western Australia or somewhere.
1: Oh, no, here we get them like once the water temps down in that warm current, we will get them off the beach. down here, so yeah, that Beautiful. would be ideal. But yeah, moose is number one hunting for me.
0: Yeah, that would be such yeah. such a good trip. I'm actually surprised you haven't haven't jumped jumped the ditch and gone gone chasing. Well, them, I was
1: yeah. supposed to. I was supposed to. I had it all lined up before COVID, and quite literally, the year uh, it was like six months prior, we everyone got in lockdown. Oh, so that's... I think we were going to Newfoundland. So yeah, it was yeah mm, heartbreaking. But I'll probably do it. I'll do
0: it one day. That's awesome. So you've yeah. done a bunch of bunch of different hunting. You've you know, you've done deer stalking with a rifle, um, you've done yeah. you've done a fair share of pig dogging as well, um, Yeah. hound hunting as well. What's what's some of the highlights and uh, of those three and
1: Yeah. Um honestly like obviously pig hunting, just having my own dogs and just seeing them like Work off each other. I just, and my best friend, Em, she, like, my dogs learnt off her dogs and just seeing them as a team come together. That was like the best feeling in the world. Um, so definitely just like my dogs in that situation. That was fun and just having so many good memories with my best friend. Um, with stalking, just like the places you go and, um, just the challenge and all that kind of stuff. I love that. And hound hunting, just like that group environment. They're all so different, but they're all like, like, it's awesome working with a team. Like, it's just fun. It's like a sport and everyone's passionate about it. And I just love that part of that.
0: And what's your what's your favorite favorite out of those three?
1: Back in the... Honestly, it would be pig hunting with my best friend and my dog. I just... I loved it. It's just so far away. It's just like 10, 12-hour trip. So... It's so hard to do, and um, now and my best friend has kids and all that kind of stuff. But I dare say, deer hunting was my all-time favorite by far.
0: Yeah, you definitely got into it for a hot minute there. Yeah, every spare yeah. minute you had, your head and your Oh, New I loved it, chase but them. it's
1: just so far. It's just so far away, and my like, I feel so bad for my dogs. They're like, when are we gonna go kill something? But like, <laughs> you can't. I feel bad, but like, it's so it's so far away. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get back into it once our kids are a bit older and they can come with us.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, I, I still haven't seen a pig in Oz yet. Really? A pig, How? Yeah, just not not hunting the areas that have them, and uh, God, when I, when like I go, be, yeah, when I go They're do hunt that. the areas, the um, all the ones I find are dead.
1: Oh my gosh! What <laughs> a batang, that's crazy, isn't it?
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's nuts, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back over to Samba country, hopefully next year and go chase some Samba. I did, uh, oh, yeah. Snake Island this year, chasing hog deer. Um, was, oh, did you go? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I uh, drew second period. So that was, that was pretty good. And Oh, that's so good. Nice, did nice, you get a good one? Nice little stag. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so good. Congrats. A little wonky donkey. He was, he was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> I rather the wonky ones. I love mongrel like stags, they're my favorite. I honestly do. I'm the weird one that likes them over like perfect.
0: Oh, if 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 I could get a nice handlebar samba stag, I'd be yeah. Over oh, the moon. dream.
1: Yeah, Look, they're so cool. I, I'd almost unique.
0: prefer, a, yeah, a big handlebar stag. Like,
1: agreed. Uh, our, I'm with you on
0: that one. Our mutual friend who used to go hunting with quite a bit, Chris Boone. He he'd shot some. Yeah. shot some cool. Oh yeah, cool different. These properties
1: are real. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. He's got a property that a lot of them have handlebars. It's so cool.
0: That's insane. Um, yeah. So what? What deer species have you taken? You is it just uh, fallow and sambar? Just
1: sambar and, yeah. And I've just like shot a, a red, but oh, I missed a cracker stag. That was heartbreaking. I shot a massive like twelve point local stag and um yeah, there was a blood trail for ages and we never found it. So that was heart. I was heartbroken. Um it.
0: that is heartbreaking. But
1: yeah. Well, we um, we hunt a lot of South Australia out there because our friend used to have a property for fallow. Um, Yeah. But like the the population there now is just dropping because of the helicopters. It's every year's getting harder, but we still manage to somehow get them. But um, yeah. But yeah, I like Sambran, my favourite by far. But uh, it's probably just those yeah. i I've seen, I've gone, <clears throat> I've seen hog deer and stuff, but just never, obviously, properly gone for them at all. Never shot one, but that would be
0: cool. Do you put in for the, the hog deer ballad? No, event? I don't. I don't know. They don't
1: like really interest me, but they kind of do it at the same time.
0: Oh, it's so, it's yeah. such an awesome trip. And especially being where yeah. you are, you could take your boat across and when, oh, you, when yeah. you're not and then hunting, then, you could be fishing yeah,
1: as well. Exactly. It'd be great. I should look into that. But yeah, I'm, that will be on my bucket list one day, I reckon.
0: <laughs> so you cut your teeth on Sam, but didn't you?
1: Yeah, I loved it so much, but I don't know. I just, like, I went into this weird stage where I just want to take photos of them as well. So um, they're just so beautiful, like they are, just watching them. They're the most beautiful bloody species ever. But, um, yeah, I'll probably do a lot more of that as well next year. I should probably give fishing a break for a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before you catch all the, all the fish in Port, yeah. Port Phillip Bay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think. No, yeah, well, who knows how long we're going to be out of a bloody hunt for? eh? So, yeah, might as well make the
0: most of it. So, what what draws you to fishing more these days than hunting? What what's been the the main? Draw? Just
1: accessibility. Yep. I think there's a squid on that rod, sir. Um, I just <laughs> <said> accessibility. <laughs> My friend's like running the deck right now because I'm doing nothing talking to you, so <laughs> just watching the rods while he's fishing. Um, no, definitely be accessibility and just being able to. Um, Just being able to go like whenever and so close to home. um, I I love the water. Like, just just the marine life, the sunsets and all that kind of stuff, the sunrises, the people you meet. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's just being on the water. Honestly, I think that's it. I think it's just being on the water. It's like there's no dramas in the world when you're on here. When you go back to Lamb, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta deal with this and this and this. Might as well just be a mermaid.
0: No, that's awesome. What, <laughs> what about the the food side of um, the fishing? You, you eat, oh, eat every, yeah, everything well, we're you catch sure wo- you give it away? <laughs> we
1: wogs. We're wogs, so we have a giant family that just every day. Do you have any whiting? Do you have any whiting? Do you have any snapper? Do you have any, <laughs> any calamari? I'm like, yeah, I can give you whiting and snapper, but yeah, i touch touching my calamari. Um, But yeah, like that's another thing. Like in snapper season, none of those snapper go to waste. You cannot like... Having such big families and all our friends, they just like – you blink and people like, come over for a beer and they're like, oh, can I have a snack? I'm like, yeah, go for it. So, none of it ever goes to Iceland's bloody live off it and um, I guess that's a great part because have you seen the bloody um, price of fish these days?
0: Oh, I don't even bother looking at looking into-
1: Oh, I feel it. I saw it though. Like, I think someone said like Patterson Lake Market or something Fillets of whiting were $150 a kilo.
0: Holy shit. A
1: kilo. So that's why everyone calls out, can I have some whiting? I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, um, but yeah that's definitely a massive positive, I guess. And, and um,
0: What would be some <laughs> of your go-to meals that you're, you're cooking out of them?
1: So with the calamari, my favorite, I always put them in milk, even if they're small. I know that's weird, but just making them so soft and tender. <laughs> I love them. And then, <clears throat> sorry, just the mugging my throat. Tanco crumbs, musk, that's my ultimate favourite. Same with the whiting. But I made this like weird, it's not weird, but it was like this like orange and honey and there was something else with the snapper fillet and then fried it and that was like absolutely delicious. It came out real sweet, but we do a lot of charcoal grill. That's Mm probably our main thing we do. Um, Our mates always come over and then we'll chuck like, even just the calamari rings with just parsley and... um, olive oil on the charcoal, oh my goodness. It's unbelievable. That full snapper on the charcoal um, with all the sharks would just be bad of them. But yeah. So very
0: good. Very yummy. So good my mouth's yeah. watering. Have you No, uh, no, <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> have you uh, at that calamari. <laughs> have you done uh, many stuff squid?
1: Bruno's my partner's Bubba, which is grandmother, does it a lot and it's absolutely delicious. But I just like always in a rush, so I just like do the quick, you know, chop up the rings, eat the heads, and quickly batter them and fry them. But um, she stuffed it with like rice. What is out the capsicum and rice and like feta? Oh my goodness, it's off its head.
0: Yeah, I, I did a. I was playing around with some squid tubes a while back, and I um, got a bunch of rice and venison mints and um, oh, like yeah. Mexican spices, and then stuffed that in the squid tube and cooked. Oh, it that like would have been delicious. It was so good
1: we mince. I like the, my new like phase, I mean, is venison mince. Like we mince the heap? and I was just like, I do always add like that little bit of pork just for extra fat when I make bolognese, but it was like the best bolognese I've ever made. I was like, holy crap. Now we're just like, every time we get a deer, we mince it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't add any um, extra fats to the venison when yeah, I Yeah.
1: Like it. it's fine without it, but I just feel like every time I don't do it, they're like, what is this? So I just add that cheeky bit of fat, otherwise the boys all complain. But you don't need it, that's for sure. (laughs) It's just delicious. It's so good, especially like even like the schnitzels. You get it like a little fellow. Oh, my goodness. With the back straps and we just make schnitzels, that's so delicious. And my new thing is slow cooking, like making a ragu. Oh, my. That's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, are you using – yeah.
0: what what cut are you using for that, like front shoulder? It's usually
1: like, yeah, like anything that we haven't like cut up to like, you know, for steaks or whatever, like um, even like a whole back leg, whatever it is, just whatever we got, just chuck in the, a whole clump of it and then make it slow cook and then rip it apart. Kind of like pulled pork but it's pulled venison and then make it into like – you can have it with like rice, potatoes or pasta, whatever you want to do. But, oh, it's so delicious.
0: That's awesome, yeah. I, um, oh, yeah. We the slow cooker is a staple in my house. That's just oh, it's crazy. You know, all it's so the, good. All the shanks, front shoulders, neck, yeah, just everything straight yeah. in, into anything. the slow cooker. Curry well, sources. anything that you
1: still, yeah, anything you still got left over that's got meat on the bone, you chuck it in there and it'll, it'll cook beautifully.
0: And the the rounds. So, I've been uh making um bone broth out of the femurs. Oh, wow. And, all of that type of stuff, and then uh, save that in the freezer for when I want to do like a pulled oh, that's ven- awesome. a pulled venison roast. So I'll chuck that in there, and yeah, you get oh, home and then genius. pulled venison. It's it's wicked for like tacos or wow, you know, that's wraps.
1: smart. I need it's, to
0: do that. It's so good. Even burgers that's are really good cool. if you um, you, yeah, you do the pulled venison roast, and then you drain it all, and then you chuck some some type of barbecue sauce in there, and. Ma- I'm having oh,
1: my up mouth and- <laughs> on my boat, buddy starving. Oh my god. Yum. <laughs> oh, yum. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll move away from food before you, you, you hungry, <laughs> before you get too hungry and leave me. Start cooking up some of your bait on the boat.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: <laughs> what would be your best hunting story? Um, The one that always
1: comes to mind is just. My best friend and I were like oh, pig hunting, obviously, and we were just driving around for hours and we were so uh, so tired and um, Bandit was still like very young then and he hadn't found a pig by himself yet and um, his, his pup pup, like proper pup pup, like hadn't found his own pig either and my pup just like pissed off by themselves. Like, what? That's not good. And we'll, we're in a paddock where there was sheep. So, obviously, your first instant both being pups, yep. we, like, freaked out. And then they pulled up. So, we ran over and they were on a massive bore. And that was like, – it gave me goose. I had just got goosebumps then because I remember <laughs> I actually cried because I was just like, wow. Like, And then it was just – after that was just a bloody weapon. That, that was – Always comes to mind my best hunting story. Or when my partner and I on the same day. I think mine went twenty eight and his went twenty seven on the same day. We shot two nice tags. That was awesome.
0: Awesome was was the uh, was that with hounds or was that yeah
1: that was with the hounds yeah with the hounds. But that was that was crazy.
0: I haven't uh, actually chatted to many hound hounds hunters on the on the podcast yet. Give us a rundown on um, what goes into a a hound hunt and how the clubs operate type type thing.
1: Um, it's as I said, it's such a good group environment, but it's just like with the dogs and everything and just um the boys that oh god they put just so much time and effort and walking the dogs into the right areas and um just the voice of the dogs when they're close. Like it's just it's something like I never thought I'd get into because they're obviously not my dogs so I feel like it's like weird but then it's just like it really is something different, it truly is it's um, I don't know I think also being in a group environment it's just, it's so cool and it's hard work and it's long hours but it's unreal, the reward's crazy like, and just the places you go and the people you meet doing it you all have the same passion, it's it's crazy and just knowing those dogs like how long they can bloody run for, they're so fit and endurance is out of control and yeah it's awesome and it's honestly you learn a lot doing it just knowing like learning whether deer always run and stuff like as much as it helps you in stalking because you know what ways they're like tracking and where they find the deer and push them to you but it's I know a lot of people that hate like that stalk don't like hound hunting I'm telling you now it's a very good eye-opener
0: Oh, I would. I'd absolutely love to do it just to experience yeah. it. It looks like a. Yeah. It's like a hell of a time, and you know. It
1: is, and I just never thought I'd get like into it. I'm just more do it because my partner likes it, but then I realized like it's crazy, like the adrenaline rush with that. Also, obviously, I'm an adrenaline junkie, so it's <laughs> crazy. It's awesome. It's obviously everything's better with your own dog, but it's still it's crazy. It's awesome. Give it a go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm definitely keen to just tag yeah. along and see see how it all goes totally. down. Work out what the uh, <laughs> the dog and the people relations are like, yeah. and what ha, what so type cool. of roles everyone everyone does. Yeah. And yeah, the I hope of,
1: for our sake that it sticks around because I'm scared with how we're, our government going down here. Um, you know, I think I I don't is it confirmed our duck our duck hunting stand?
0: Yeah, it's... it's no, so I
1: think it's confirmed, isn't
0: it? I don't think it's confirmed yet. But oh, it's not? It's, okay. it's the, well, it doesn't
1: look good, does it?
0: It's It doesn't look good. And then with GMA just no. sending out an email the other day for licence mm. renewals saying... Um, yeah, and
1: everyone's like, what? Like, what the... <laughs> oh, don't get into it. Let's look politics. <laughs> I hate politics. But, it's, yeah, it's just you've got to take every day, like... we You don't know how long this is all going to go for, do
0: you? That's it. I I yeah. absolutely hate politics too. I hate politicians. Thanks. But yeah. it's a conversation I've been having to have on the podcast. You
1: have to. Of late, yeah. Unfortunately, with,
0: you know, duck hunting in Victoria, bow yeah. hunting in South Australia, duck hunting in South yeah. Australia.
1: Yeah, you copped it with your bows, didn't
0: you? Yeah, yeah. They were they're yeah. Trying, trying to ban bow hunting. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: That's- oh, God, that will ruin you. You will be heartbroken. <laughs> oh, oh, my 100- goodness.
0: 100%, 100%. Yeah. That, that's you have something- to
1: go grab a rifle. <laughs> oh, I've got a couple. Yeah, I know, but you ate it. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that's something we haven't seen you you get out and do yet. And I, 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 know, I know. you're a horrible I- shop, but you need to get
1: oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no chance. I remember going to yours. and told me, and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, this isn't for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much for an adrenaline junkie and putting down the bow, not picking it up.
1: <laughs> uh, one day. Probably not. I'm just saying one day to keep you happy, but no, I, I won't. <laughs> I'll stick the <to> rifles.
0: <laughs> so, jumping on the political side of stuff a little bit, how do you see the public views on hunting?
1: Um, Obviously, I've just been in the deep of the worst of it. So, I always see the negative side for everyone who's Pops on social media, so um, yeah, it's weird when you have like good people that are anti it. You can get your um, point across if they're willing to listen, but you kind of learn who you can just don't have that argument with, and don't have. um, There's you're wasting your time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think when people see, like, I think the main thing you got to like also do is like. Like when we shoot a deer and we eat it, like I always put up a story like of us eating the venison and stuff, so people can see that um, like we're making use of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and nothing it. goes to waste. Um, and just like, staying positive. Don't look, make yourself look like an idiot online as well, because you don't want to go to their level. Um, just stay respectful and um, and just like you know, you can have a laugh at the people and just don't go to their level
0: what about off of social media when when you meet people and you know they're like yeah. oh what are you up to this weekend and you're like oh i'm going out hunting how how does that that normally get taken and how do you explain it
1: um more of the fact i'm just like oh well everyone knows i have dogs so they realize that they're crazy dogs that we need to keep occupied but um People, I I find that, because obviously I'm in Melbourne, people don't understand it. But, like, for example, we'll say dad's work. All the workers there, a lot of them are (laughs) vegan, And um, all of that, actually, I'm going to say most of them. And um, they were like, how do you, like, how do you do this? Like, it just doesn't make sense how you can, like, kill something. And I'm just like, well, the people, even the people that eat meat are saying that, yeah? And you're like, well, you, like, you buy your meat. Like, you don't know what chemicals or whatever, they're killing that animal as well. But we're killing it quickly using every part of that. And we know it's, like, practically organic because it's cut, like, it's straight out of the bush. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I hate having that conversation because these people like, buying meat. And you're, like, you buy meat. Like, you buy meat. But don't have a go at me. And obviously with the post-it situation, um, like, with the foxes especially, how can you kill such a cute animal? They're so cute. And you just like, they kill like every, all of the farmers around here because it's so condensed. They have like chickens or ducks or whatever they have. And they're all just getting eaten from these foxes, Um for lambs or anything. You know, like that's their living and these animals are ruining it. And like you, what are you supposed to just let them do that? Like, I just hate the conversations that like when they don't understand, but I think when you stay calm and you get your points across they do listen and that then they don't ask you ever again and you're like, Oh cool, well that must have worked.
0: <laughs> have you have you um ever changed any of these vegans' minds in person to to try try some venison or some of the fresh seafood you've caught?
1: Um yeah, one of the blokes at work is a vegan and um I was. I told him I was. I think it was whiting. It was whiting, and I said, "Just please, just cook this. It is so fresh and beautiful." And he ate it, and he did. He promised me. He sent me a video, and he was like, "It was delicious." So now he's like, "Is it pescatarian?" What's the one where you eat seafood? Uh, Yeah,
0: pescatarian. But he won't
1: eat. He still. I can't convince him to eat red meat. But that that was awesome. Yeah, never. Um, (laughs) Um. there's a fair few people that hated seafood and then, um, you know, they get it this fresh, like, same day, take home, eat it, and they adore it. Um, but, yeah, I, it's hard, I find it a lot harder to get people to try venison, that's for sure.
0: That's that's crazy. All those yeah. boy barista types in Melbourne, I tell you. Oh,
1: don't even. <laughs> don't even. They just, like, I don't know what they think venison is, but they, like, just like stick their nose up, I'm like ugh, yuck! I'm not eating that. You're yeah, right.
0: The <laughs> one thing that shits yeah. me is when people go, "Oh, I heard that's gamey." Uh, just annoying. yeah that out of me.
1: That's <laughs> exactly what you hear. No, it's too gamey for me. I'm like, what do you? What do you mean? Like, can we explain it and I'll understand? They're like, you know, it's like tastes like roux or something. I'm yeah. like, yeah, all right.
0: Yeah, That's, okay. that's exactly it. Uh,
1: yeah, that's- crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're
0: I say. Yeah, More exactly. A hundred percent. As long as they don't try and take it away, I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Exactly. Hold so on. How would you change the public views on hunting and hunters?
1: Um, I would just like... It's just like we all look like as murderers and heartless people. I just think that if they see that we're doing it for the environment, um, conservation, and we use every bit of meat that we're taking um like I just it's very hard to change their mind but I just think seeing like what we do afterwards with that product or whatever we've taken um even just like um culling the wild pigs that are eating all the lambs and stuff like how much that's helped the farmers having farmers like even talk of how much it helps them having people come and hunt their properties I think that's probably another big thing um, just sort of trying to get more of the positive side of it all out which is hard to do these days yes. but um, yeah just keeping positive and um, as I said never stooping low to those people that are against that level and um, just sharing getting more pe- kids and stuff into it and teaching that younger generation that like it's good and we need to do it and um, yeah What about
0: yeah what about running into people um in your area like do you find some people are okay with fishing and they're not okay with hunting do you find that? you know
1: what i find 99.9 percent are all fine with fishing and then i'd say 10 percent are fine with hunting and to me it confuses me i don't even look into it because i can't understand but I don't, I really don't understand because it's kind of, it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's just that one, you know what it is though? It's the when you bring guns into it, I feel that that changes a lot of people's opinions.
0: Yeah.
1: If we were out just shooting bloody fish, you know, that was like, oh, that's horrible. But it's, I think guns is the biggest problem when it comes to hunting and people who don't understand guns use. People yeah. hate guns. A lot of people hate it. My mum what didn't let me have a gun, and <laughs> I had to hide the fact that I had a sexist cup, and it was just you know it was so hard trying to convince her that hunting is not bad, and it took me I reckon five years. Um That's But I I just said, do you, like I'm in like a healthy, good environment. I'm hunting. I'm outdoors. I'm doing what I love instead of you know the typical eighteen year old clubbing or whatever they do when you're eighteen. Like it's a better environment for your kids to grow up doing. Hundred percent.
0: Uh definitely is. What about on the yeah. shark fishing side of things? Do you cop much hate for that? Because you see in the media, it, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, when we're shark fishing off the surf, all those sharks go back. Yeah. So, um, makos are my favourite. We we'll, like. We don't go and catch so many that we're harming the bloody population. We'll probably get one a season, and we'll eat every fucking bit of it. But. Another thing is, sh- people just are so anti, like catching sharks, but they don't realize a lot of it's also for research. We're tagging those sharks and we're putting putting them back in the water. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people don't understand the shark fishing. How can you do that? Blah blah blah. If we're keeping whatever we're catching, which is sharks, we will eat them, and if we don't, we're releasing them. I really like. If I am catch a massive pregnant gummy or school shark, I will release it. That's just me. I love, like, I love fighting them. It's so fun. But if I can see they've got a belly full of pups, my personal choice is that shark will go back in the water. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to, you're entitled to take what you want. But um, there is definitely something that sharks that people, yeah, they don't like seeing people catch them. But they're everywhere. <laughs> you so can't really help it, can you?
0: You just mentioned about the tagging side of stuff for science. Yeah how <laughs> how did you get involved in that, and how did and what information are you getting from the sharks?
1: So it's um I, I did an episode with Paul Worthing on Ice Fish, and um we caught a few bronzes and we tagged one, and it's just like for the next person if they tag them, then we can see how long how much they've grown and where they've gone and their travels So it's pretty important to do that's cool um but this year like we'll be doing a lot more of it um cuz you have to be a, a part of a club like a fishing club to be able to get tags so um I've joined like our local bass fishing um club game fishing club and I've ordered a heap of shark tags for this season so um, at least we can do some more of that. So you just like fill out, you tag the um, shark, you fill out the card, and then you submit it. And um, if that shark ever gets caught again, they can record it and then send it to the VFA, the and then they'll tell you how much it's grown or blah blah blah. Where it, where I caught it could could be bloody hundreds of kilometers away from where I caught it. So it's pretty, it's really cool and very interesting.
0: That's awesome. So you've yeah. tagged a couple of sharks. Um, have you caught many tagged sharks?
1: No, never. No. Never caught one. No.
0: That's crazy. Is it yeah. something you want to – it's like a bucket list thing to do is catch someone else's tag shark?
1: Oh, it'd be awesome. But, like, even kingfish or a lot of people tag kingfish too and, um, yeah, marlin and all that kind of stuff. It's weird. It's very hard to and catch another one that's tagged. <laughs> and you'd probably see it, like, five times a year pop up.
0: That someone's caught a tag fish. Yeah, I've grown so, yeah, uh, growing up. I've cool. seen a fair few mulaway um, caught down the Corong. Yeah, tagged. Um, my auntie and nan caught a caught a few. So I'm just guessing it's oh, that's a very, awesome. very similar, similar thing there. Yeah, just measurements, weights, and all of those those types. Yeah, of
1: things. exactly. Yeah, oh,
0: that's awesome. Um,
1: so but a yeah. lot of like a lot of our fish, like the kingfish, for example, they'll um come in in summer and they'll come up into our harbours. And then they're leaving. So like the chances of them getting caught like bloody ages away is so high because they, they'll come back the following year, but yeah. they've got that whole other year to get, like the rest of the year to get caught somewhere else. So it's pretty cool.
0: No, that'd, that'd be awesome to see that that data, that's for sure. Especially if you yeah, caught, caught a tagged fish and finding out you know, yeah, how long be it caught and how much it's grown. It'd
1: be so exciting, yeah.
0: So finally, what is hunting and fishing to you?
1: Um, it's just, like, meeting really cool people with a similar interest an amazing community, um, something to, like, you know, get rid of that anxiety on land and just getting away from all the dramas. Um, but I just think the main thing I want to take out of all of this is that we just need to, like, get our younger generation on board. I think just growing um, children up, just like my best friend, you and and yourself, just like teaching them like our ways, and then even if it's just them, just simply convincing their friends at school it's cool or whatever and anything like that. I think that's just our main way to like go about all of this and getting more people on our side, and not just have a dying hobby that's just gonna you know. Um, we just need to keep fighting for our rights and our passion, and um, keep getting people on board and just stay cool and don't, you know, shoot to their levels. But, yeah, I think that's the main thing.
0: Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with the, the getting kids on board, you know. 100%. Like, like I said earlier to you, like Ollie yesterday, we went squidding and he was super excited to go to childcare and tell, tell the educators. Exactly. And, and then what happens is they're
1: like, can I go... Can I go squid fishing? And they're like, oh, what? What's this? And then they just annoy their parents until they make them go squid fishing. And then, look, there's more people that you've just got involved. Oh, so the,
0: the funniest, it's so important. funniest thing, like he'd, he'd be going to childcare. Oh, what did you go on the, do on the weekend? Oh, I went hunting deer with Dad. And, <laughs> I love that. See the, how good that is? And, the, and then um, the other, a oh, c- couple months ago, one of the podcast guests, one of my mates, Mitch, gave me some camel meat. So we oh, wow. cooked that up for, um, yeah. for dinner and he's absolutely smashed it, ate every little bit and he's gone, oh, at, gone a, to childcare the next cool. day and he's telling everyone, I had camel for dinner last night. <laughs> and you could, you could kind of guess that the educators would have been like, yeah, sure you did, mate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah no worries. And mate. then I, 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 I picked him up and he's like, Dad, we had camel for meat for dinner last night, didn't we? I'm like, yeah, we did, mate. And the educator goes, oh, oh, oh. he was telling the truth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I had, some, <laughs> had a mate that hunted a camel and gave me some meat and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, guess what, Ollie? I bought some crocodile burger tonight for us to eat. Oh, and then that's he was the absolutely like, Stoked to have it. And he's like, "Yeah, I've gone home eating crocodile," and the uh, carer's is like, "Oh, what a little oh, weapon!" Jesus, like, up. <laughs> you know, you're three and you've you've more experimental in the stuff that you've eaten than I. Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: What a weapon! I love that. That's uh, so good. But we need to more like kids like that. Hundred percent. That's it. Well, I want to That's thank awesome. you for,
0: for coming on and taking some time out of your, your, your day fishing.
1: <laughs> no worries. Yeah, the wind's like, honestly, like as I'm talking, I'm like, holy shit, we should go in because the wind's picked up pretty badly. Yeah,
0: I can hear it now. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go, but I, I thank you for coming Thanks on. Thanks so
1: much. It was uh, so great to talk to you again.
0: Likewise. We'll have to catch
1: up when you're down.
0: Yes, 100% beautiful thank you so much for having me we'll talk soon thank you too catch you Bye. Thanks. thank you for joining us on another episode of hunting connection podcast we hope you've enjoyed our discussions and gained valuable insights into the world of hunting fishing and the outdoors to stay connected with us and never miss out on an update please be sure to follow us on social media all at hunting connection podcast We appreciate your support and would love for you to share the podcast with your friends and family. Don't forget to tag us in your hunting photos on social media and let us know about your experiences. Your feedback is invaluable to us, so please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Together, we continue growing and delivering more captivating episodes for all hunting enthusiasts. Stay connected, stay informed and keep pursuing your passion for the hunt. Until next time, happy hunting.